Hello, you're welcome to Living Jesus. My name is Chika Onyanusi, and um, I'm excited to be here, and I hope you are, because what we'll be sharing today is the Word of God, and the Word of God is refreshing. Hallelujah. Um, just in case you haven't followed any of our social media pages, I would um, love for you to do so. Um, we have Facebook, that's Living Jesus, and then on Instagram, we have um, Living Jesus NG. There's an N, N for no, G for go. That's one word, Living Jesus NG. You can follow us, praise God. And then if you have, uh, we, you want to send us something via email, that's livingjesusng at gmail.com. Livingjesusng at gmail.com. So we move straight to what it is that we have um, for today. And this is titled Administering Life by the Spirit. Administering Life by the Spirit. And the life we're talking about is the life of God, the God kind of life, which we know to be Zoe. That's the life we're talking about. And we're looking at the fact that you and I are created to administer life. If we're looking at the New Testament, what the New Testament is about is is a testament of life. And the fact that in the Old Testament, all you had was just the law. You know, and that Lord didn't have life. He didn't have the Spirit. For the Spirit of God is um, is the one that that gives the New Testament. The, he's the essence of that New Testament. He's the substance. He's the he's he's the one that bears witness of that testament. He's the you know, when I say he's a substance, he's the reason why you know that that testament is real. That what God has promised you because of what Jesus has done, you will get it. So the, the Holy Ghost is the one who comes to administer that testament in our heart. The, the, all the, the law was written on a tablet of stone with the hand of God. But in the New Testament, it, these laws, these things are written in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's the era where we function. Praise God. Before I, I keep going on, hallelujah, I'd like us to just look at a scripture. Matthew 25, 1 to 13 is a long read, so I'll just read it quickly so we don't spend too much time there. And so he says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And the five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lambs are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, 
But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward also came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. We're looking at the ten virgins. We have five of them. The Bible says we're foolish and five were wise. But you see, at the beginning, the Bible says ten virgins, meaning you couldn't tell which ones were the foolish virgins and which ones were the uh, wise virgins from the beginning. All you had was just virgins. Hallelujah. And and then he moves further and says that <clears throat> we now have the, the foolish and then the wise. Why? Because the wise took oil with their lamp and the foolish didn't take oil. Now the lamp there, the word of God, the oil, the spirit of God, which is the which is who we're looking at, which is a life, the life I'm talking about, because he's the one that administers that life. And so the foolish virgins didn't have the oil. In 2 Corinthians 3, can we just quickly look at it? In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Hallelujah. It says, Ye are epistles written in our hearts, known and, and read of all men. For as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. Hallelujah. And then it continues to say, And as such, trust we, we, through Christ to God word, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also had made us able ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I have come to give life and life in abundance. Hallelujah. So the letter killer, the letter, you have the letter, you have the word. That's why you have people read the scripture, you have people have the word, but yet they don't understand the word. They're just letters, but there's a spirit that brings revelation, which Paul was trying to pray and ask for in Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. Now, he's the one who brings the revelation from the Father concerning the word. He's the one who adds life to that word. Remember, he administers life. That life is what Jesus came to bring. But Jesus had to ascend. For after he ascended, gifts were released to men. But now Jesus is seated at the throne in, in the heavens, hallelujah. But his spirit has been released unto us with measure, hallelujah. And 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 the essence of having the spirit is to give us life. Now, when we have this life, the reason why you and I uh, exist even in this era is so we can administer life to those who do not have it. But the Bible says that outside Jesus, there's no promise of life. 
Hallelujah. Now, these virgins took the lambs and the foolish ones did not take the oil. And the Bible says that the bridegroom tarried. I tell, I, I say that that tarrying there um, is a divine mechanism to separate the wheat from the chaff. Hallelujah. It causes a separation because not everyone is able to wait. Everyone starts out the race, but you see, as the journey becomes far, those who are not able to wait will drop off along the way. Those who don't have substance will drop off along the way. Those who don't have oil will drop off along the way. Those who don't have the life will drop off along the way. Why? Because it is that life that enables you to go far. Without that life, without that life that the Holy Ghost administers, you can go far. You will move, yes, because you are alive. You are, I mean, you are a human being. You will move, but you will move based on your strength, not on the strength of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, tarrying, that's another thing entirely. But I, I, I just want to, you know, let it out that it's a divine mechanism. Because in tarrying, you will get to understand that you need to rely on the Holy Spirit. You need an enablement. And that cannot come from your pastor. It's not from your bishop. It's not from your reverend. But it's from the Holy Ghost because it must come from within. Hallelujah. Elijah, the Bible says, when he had shut the heavens and there was no rain. And, and, and then there was a display at Mount Carmel. And after that, Jezebel made, you know, made her statement that she was going to go after Elijah. And all Elijah heard it and decided to flee. The Bible says Elijah ran and then came on that uh, terebinth tree. And he was there. And it says that the angel of the Lord came and fed him, provided food for him. And it tapped him and says, eat for the journey. The journey is far. Hallelujah. It's a great journey. It's too great for you. You need to be enabled from your spirit, man. You need to be energized. If you go on this strength that you came with, you will die. You will burn out faster than you began. So eat. It had to take a supernatural means to be able to enable Elijah to go on that far journey. Hallelujah. That's the same way it is with us. You start out and you leave the Holy Ghost. You will burn out. He's the only one who helps you when it is time to tarry. And you can't determine when the time of tarrying will end. It's, it is given only to God. God is the one who holds that key. You can't tell Jesus when to come. God is the one who will announce when Jesus is to come. It's not in our hands. Amen. But what he has placed in our hands is to remain where he has asked us to remain while he works. 
while he takes us through that journey that looks great but with the holy ghost is fun hallelujah and so you will ha- also have you will also hear when jesus told his disciples and he says he says he says you should wait here he says tarry in jerusalem until the holy ghost comes until you are endued with power because jesus knew that there are going to be tribulations ahead you can't run off and leave the holy ghost behind you will fail you can only go so far by your own strength and so so that life is administered by the holy spirit praise god and so these virgins it came to that point where there was a separation and that's what happens with those who walk truly walk with god and those who are playing around because a time will come where there will be a divine separation those who really walk with god will find strength in the holy spirit to ride out the storm ride out whatever journey there is hallelujah praise god and so from the 10 virgins by the time the foolish ones had gone to now go and source for oil the door had been shut hallelujah the essence why you and i exist is to give life i have come that you may have life that's why i came to give you life if jesus came to give you life you now have the life why can't you transfer that life we're meant to be life dispensers you get to your workplace get to your neighborhood get to your church get to you know wherever it is you go about your your daily activities you ought to dispense life and do you know that the level of the level at which your um so you know man you have man uh spirit soul and body and you know that's why you're always advised to charge up your spirit man because the flesh would always want to do stuff that is not in line with the spirit and so you find out sometimes you have people singing worldly music and then you ask is it okay to sing it no think about it does it feed your spirit man when you sing these songs you sing that don't have life first of all they've got no life in it no zoe in it i mean you don't need a soothsayer to tell you that no zoe so there's no zoe you're still asking me when you know there's no zoe in it um if jesus were to be standing here would he play that song you ask us you answer the questions yourself so no zoe in it but you've spent 2 3 hours vibing that song and then you have a sister coming with a trouble with you know an issue and the sister says I'm, i did, i need help you know this is where i am i'm about to take my own life blah 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 what do you think will flow from you at that time you see the level at which you are or at that time you can't compare it with someone who has been on the word and praying 
or who has who has his mind meditating on scriptures he has read earlier on or his mind fixed on the things of God but just going about his normal daily activities but his mind you know there's a way you, you can you can do stuff go about your normal activities but your mind is fixed on God that's that's you constantly um, plug into the source you can't compare the results you will have two different because you, the other one who are environing your before your before the your spirit man gets to that level where you take charge you will have to charge him up so you it will take some minutes of if you have to you have to adjust to get yourself because you have to come down from that place where you are and climb up hallelujah so some of these things also affect what you dispense hallelujah and so that's why I will advise keep your spirit man watered keep him refreshed so that at every point in time what you dispense is on a high is on a high hallelujah to Jesus oh I give God praise for this word so if you look at that scripture that we just read in in, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, uh, three verse two to five, you will find out that Paul was telling them. He says that they, the, the church in Corinth, they become the epistles that are read by all men, read by all men, written with the by the hand, the ink of the Holy Ghost. That's the proof that he was a life dispenser. Himself and his team, they came to, 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 he came to Corinth and he dispensed life. And then he's able to say confidently, you people have now become an epistle. You have become a message for all men to read. Life. When last did you dispense life? When last did you allow the Holy Ghost move through you? When last did you become a giver of Zoe, a channel through which the Holy Ghost administers Zoe. When last were you that? When last did you hold hands with someone to pray? When last did you give a wise counsel based on the word of God? When last did you bring joy to a person's soul? Joy is a fruit of the Spirit and can only come as a result of the Holy Ghost, when last were you able to transfer that gift, transfer that fruit of the Spirit to someone else? When last did that happen? It's in you. But you just need to align, adjust, make some adjustments. That's all I'm charging tonight. Hallelujah. Adjust. You are a life dispenser. You are a life giver. That's what Jesus came to do. And that's who our model is. Give life. Find someone and transfer. Do a transfer. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has watered and refreshed you um, enough. And um, I, I trust the Holy Ghost to do his work. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye.